0: This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. Like to talk about a wonderfully talented alto saxophonist. his name is jackie mclean born in 1931 raised in new york city he grew up in a hotbed of wonderfully talented jazz musicians in his neighborhood his neighbors included people like sonny rollins Thelonious monk bud powell art taylor andy kirk jr so he was surrounded by great musicians but in 1945 he was only about 14 years old but he had a really great ear for this this new music that was beginning to expand out of New York City called bebop. And his style of playing is very reminiscent of the bebop or hard bop alto saxophones. But throughout his career, it did change as the styles in jazz changed from bebop to cool to hard bop to modal to free. Jackie's music also reflected those changes. Before we actually get into Jackie's music, let's listen to a few people who had a tremendous influence on his early development. We'll start with Bud Powell. He met Bud when he was a teenager, and Bud was really one of his first mentors. It's interesting because, you know, Jackie, being an alto saxophonist, you would think it was a saxophone player, but Bud was the prototypical bebop pianist. He met him when he was a teenager. So let's check out a Bud Powell recording from the late 40s. This is a famous one called Tempest Fugit. We'll So from Bud, Jackie was able to get this incredible sense of rhythm and this forward motion and of course the bebop language which is different from the swing era language you know very unusual accents lots of 16th notes very very fast runs so he got that from from bud and and listening to him play as a youngster the next important person in jackie's development was a great tenor saxophonist by the name of dexter gordon and of course dexter comes out of the lester young school of, of saxophone playing In interviews, Jackie said one of the most important records he ever heard growing up was this great recording uh, from the Billy Eckstein Orchestra called Blowing the Blues Away, which features two tenor players, one of which is uh, Dexter Gordon. You're going to hear two tenor players now, and the first is Dexter. In the 1920s and 30s, the sound of most alto saxophone players was rather sweet and very vocal-like. The tenor saxophone had more of a gruff, earthy sound, but the alto players like Benny Carter, Willie Smith, Johnny Hodges, wonderful players like that had a rather sweet sound, and Jackie was not attracted to that sweet sound he liked more gruff sound that had lots of edge so that's why he was attracted to the tenor but he was playing the alto saxophone so let's check out this wonderful recording from the Eckstein Orchestra that features Dexter Gordon That tenor saxophone sound you heard from those two great tenor players, Dexter Gordon and Gene Ammons, really is at the central core of the sound that made Jackie McLean famous. He didn't like the sweeter sound that you heard from the 1920s and 30s era. And of course, the last part of the puzzle is Charlie Parker. Early on in Jackie's career, he was uh, referred to as the new bird, the new Charlie Parker. And, And really, nobody wants that kind of moniker because you really want to be yourself. You want to be the new someone else that already exists. But, you know, because he was young and he was surrounded by all these incredible musicians in the late 40s. Again, Bud Powell, Thelonious Monk and then meeting Charlie Parker and just being in absolute awe of Charlie Parker. And Parker took a a liking to this young man and and gave him advice and helped him. That actually invited him to gigs when he was very young. Remember, you know, at this time, Jackie McLean is 16, 17 years old. So we're going to check out a recording of Charlie Parker. This is Coco, but this is not the famous recording that everyone knows. This is actually taken from um, i believe a radio air check and it's from a wonderful collection called bird in time so check out charlie parker's solo on coco so this is the last part of the puzzle For those of you who know the famous recording of Coco, the ones released on all those collections, this is a different recording and actually I like this one a little better because the recording quality has greater clarity and can really hear um, bird sound. So between 1948 and 51 Jackie McLean is still a teenager but he is running with this incredible group of of young bebop musicians and also older musicians who have taken him under their wing and have mentored him. Again, Thelonious Monk was was very close with him so was but Powell, and so he was surrounded by all this amazing music in, in Harlem and also down on 52nd Street. In the late 1940s, he met Miles Davis, who was um, really an up-and-coming young star, and one of Miles Davis's first, actually his first LP recording, which was recorded in late 1950 or early 1951, it was an album called Dig. So on this record, Miles asked very young Jackie McLean to appear on the record with um, Sonny Rollins. Jackie McLean is also writing songs, and he wrote a wonderful song. It's a contrafaction called Dig, and it's based on the chord changes of Sweet Georgia Brown, and it's also the title track of the LP. This is Jackie McLean's first important recording, 1951, with Miles Davis' group. The album is called Dig, and the composition is also called Dig. Jackie McLean was 20 years old here. So we just heard part of the actual melody of Dig. Now this is Jackie's solo. In, in 1951, he was still playing very much in the shadow of Charlie Parker. So he sounds very much like Parker with a great sense of rhythmic forward motion, you know, again taken from Bud Powell and Charlie Parker, and a really a searing kind of a sound, a very edgy sound that he got from the tenor saxophone sound and also from Charlie Parker. Living in the shadow of Bird, right? That is Jackie's first important jazz recording, 1951, with Miles Davis, who was already becoming a very, very important star in the jazz scene with Sonny Rollins. He recorded with Miles Davis again, I believe, in 1952 and 1955. By 1955, 1956, Jackie was also playing with Charlie Mingus with the jazz workshop and recorded an important record called Pithecanthropus Erectus and was an integral part of that. And also, by 1956 to 58, he was part of Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. It took until about 1956 for him to get another record date where he was the band leader, and this is on the Prestige label. And we're going to listen to a track from an album called Lights Out from 1956. The track is called Up. What's really interesting about it is the melody that you're going to hear at the beginning sounds very much like something Ornette Coleman would have written in 1959 or 1960. But still, this is before Free jazz or modal jazz. So the opening really sounds very, very modern, very unusual. But when they get into the body of the composition, they're improvising over more traditional chord changes. So let's check out the melody to Up and then part of Jackie's solo from this track. Jackie's time with uh, Charles Mingus was very interesting and very important in his development as a composer and improviser. In the 1955 Jazz Workshop that Charles Mingus led, he was really trying to break down all the barriers of traditionally constructed music, and he really wanted his musicians to really free themselves from the constrictions of, of traditional music, and And Jackie learned his lessons well from, from Charles Mingus and, and Mingus's philosophy of music. That particular song, again, the melody sounds very, very modern, but the improvisational part is based on a traditional 32-bar AABA form. We're going to close out the show with a track from 1957. It's called Outburst. It's from an album called McLean Scene. Again, these are all issued on the Prestige label. And this is kind of the end of his Charlie Parker period when he's really um, almost a mirror image of Parker's playing. One of the things that's apparent in his playing here is that there's a really strong influence of the blues. I mean, he recorded probably over the course of his career, you know, a hundred tracks that are the blues at many different tempos, and and he injects the sound and the feeling of the blues in a lot of tracks, so he's very strongly influenced by the blues much as Charlie Parker was. This last track is called Outburst. There's really not a melody to this. It's based on the chord changes to All God's Children. And guard rhythm, and this is an outburst of incredible proportions from Jackie McLean. This has been Jazz Insights with Dr. Gordon Vernick. You can visit me on the web at gordonvernick.com and facebook.com slash jazz insights. Jazz Insights is a production of WMLB AM 1690, the voice of the arts in Atlanta.